Welcome to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I will be your guest host tonight, Bill Berg. Uh, MJ Hammett is on special assignment tonight. Also, our normal panel, Bill Berg Jr. and Del Scanlon. And right now, we have a couple of guests with us. Uh, you may have seen their stories pop up recently on our website. Uh, Matt Carey has been doing some player profiles and two weeks ago, he profiled Autumn Cooper. And just today, we posted the profile of Kendall Sunby. And we have Autumn and Kendall with us tonight. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, thank you. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to jump right in. And I know Matt covered a lot of stuff in the interviews. Um, we want to talk, we want to get a little more in-depth on some uh, couple items. So... Uh, I'll let Kendall, I'll, you decide. Do you want to talk about Team Wisconsin first or the current high school season first? Um, let's start with Team Wisconsin, I guess. Okay. Uh, Team Wisconsin, you guys had a very, uh, a very good fall season. Um, looking at the, the, the games, uh, what do you go? 18, 5, and 2 on the season played all over the what he played in uh started out in massachusetts on labor day weekend a lot of games in minnesota um how did you guys feel about that i mean the, unfortunately it's got your record up there but none of the stats were entered so first of all which one of you had more points on, on the fall team wisconsin um honestly i don't know who had the most on our team yeah I'm not sure either we don't really keep a constant track of that as much as other teams but I definitely say this fall season was super fun and it was definitely one of our stronger of our past t-dub seasons for sure so ha have you seen uh or played the teams that you're gonna have to get through to get to uh, regionals or nationals or anything like that. Yeah, we played. Um, we played a series against the Madison Capitals, who we played for state. Um, we also played Windy City out of Chicago and um, a couple other teams that we'll have to play to get to nationals. We unfortunately didn't get to play the Chicago Mission, which is um, going to be a big competition for us. But we fared pretty good against all the teams around here. So, so you like your chances there. Yeah, for sure. What was that? What was the highlight of the the fall season for? Well, let's start with you, Autumn. What was the highlight of the fall season for you? Um, my highlight for the fall season was definitely the NIT tournament, which is a pretty big tournament in Minnesota, and we ended up winning our division for that. So that was pretty special. Kendall, um, for mine, I'd, I'd say NIT as well. But I also like starting out the year out in Mass. Um, just getting the whole team together in place most people haven't played yet. Um, we were missing a couple girls, but all in all, we got good team bonding out there, met our coaches, and there's a lot of memories that probably never fill from being out there. So that is that is a different experience out there. Uh, we went out to Boston a couple of years ago, and that was that it, it it's quite a bit different than Wisconsin. No, for sure. Yeah, I would have to agree with Kendall. That was a super fun experience to be able to start the year out there and get to know all the girls and our coaches. So, Hey, I see Matt figured out how to get on. Uh, Matt Carey is also with us as a guest tonight. Great. Well, I'm glad uh, Kendall and Autumn made it, and uh, I'm the last one to join. I, uh, we don't use Zoom at work. We use a, a different – so I had to jump through some hoops to get on here, but uh, I'm glad I made it. We'll see if I can get my – my video to work. All righty. Well, we were, we were just talking with them about team Wisconsin and now we're going to get into the uh, regular season or the, the high school season, the important season. And I noticed that in the state uh, player stats, you, you guys are like one and two each with 28 goals. Uh, Autumn's got a few more assists probably because uh, number three is Michaela Ranke who also happens to be on the, the superior team. Is, is she any good, Autumn? Yes, she is really good. 
Does she just like knock in your rebounds or what? I'd say, I'd say we work pretty well together. So not just all rebounds, not at all, but <laughs> you actually set up plays and pass and stuff. Yes, we do. We okay. do a lot. I noticed also that, uh, well, fortunately you guys are in different sectionals, so you could both play at state this year. Um, well, Autumn, you were there last year. Uh, we watched you uh, in awe. Um, and you guys came up just a little bit short. And Kendall, you guys got knocked off by Hudson um, in the, the the regional. Right now, if we look at our top sixes, uh, your teams are each the highest rated in, in, in your section. I mean, Autumn, you've you got to go through central Wisconsin. You also have Hayward in there. And of course, Ken, you, you've got to deal with Hudson again this year. But uh, what do you guys feel your chances are of, of making it to state this year? Coop, you can go first, buddy. <laughs> um, I would like to say our chances are really high, but we got some good teams to get through our section. I mean, we played central Wisconsin, and they're, they're a solid group of girls. They, they're pretty deep. And then Hayward as well, they're competitive teams, so... It's going to be a grind to get to state again, but we we've been working for it. So, yeah, I, I is that sectional final in Mosinee or is that? It is actually in Mosinee. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Last year, though, it was supposed to be held in Mosinee, and then Hayward knocked out um, Central Wisconsin, so we moved it up to, to up to Spooner. So, I remember that one. I streamed that one. Oh yes, because that that one it was um, every, yeah every team in between, uh, well the Wasa area and Superior, every team in between along the road there is part of that Hayward Co-op. I mean every every town is part of that Hayward Co-op. I mean you got Spooner and Rice Lake and Hayward and yeah, they're all part Ashland. Whatever yeah. route you take to get from Wasa to Superior, you go through somebody who's in that co-op. Um, you guys got any questions, Bill, Dell? Uh, not about the current season so much. Um, you know, you guys have both made your your D one commits. Um, you know, what does that feel like? There's not a lot of WIAA girls who move on to play D one women's hockey. Um, personally for me, my experience was really good. Um, just along the whole recruiting process. I know our team, Wisconsin head coach, Brian Poshak is very good about, um, trying to get all the girls out of team Wisconsin and into good college programs. So I know he helped me. I'm, I'm sure he helped Coop a lot. Um, I don't know. I felt like Maine was a really good fit for me. Felt like a home away from home sort of. So I feel like it was kind of just a blessing that, um, I felt like I worked really hard for, for a long time. So I'm very happy where I'm at right now. Okay, so when, I, when, I, when when you win the Molly Angstrom Award for the third time this year, are you gonna are you gonna bring the plaques and have her autograph them when you when you go out there to school? No. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Autumn. Go ahead. I uh, I'd have to agree with Kendall, um, Coach Poshak. He's been a he's been a really big help, and you can see if you go through our Team Wisconsin list of girls, a lot of them are committed currently to good um, D three schools. So. He helped me a lot in the process, and I'm I'm super excited about my future in Bemidji. So, you know, um, both your coaches end up scheduling a few games against the Minnesota teams. How does that help you guys? What you know, and then come back and be playing against the other teams here in Wisconsin. Um, I know for us, we play. We end up playing like two Minnesota teams a year for Fusion. Um, I know Coop plays a couple more teams than we do because she's on the border, but we always play them right away, try to get good competition in our system right away, see how we're going to fare up against some of the um, Wisconsin teams. So I think it's a, it's a good thing that we're right on the border and we're able to jump across real quick or have them come across and compete against some pretty good Minnesota teams. What would be the the best – the best team for both of you that you've played this year 
or if it's not the best, if you had, uh, you know, a couple of the top teams you've played? Um, our two losses so far this season have been to Grand Rapids and Duluth Marshalls. So both, both Minnesota teams that are really strong. And we also have uh, Duluth coming up and um, Proctor Hermantown. So those ones are marked on the schedule. Those are also pretty solid teams. And um, so, you know, we like having those tough games coming into playoffs here, but I would say that our toughest Wisconsin games so far have been um, central Wisconsin and then the fusion as well. So. Oh, <laughs> get to play, play your teammate there, your friend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, on, on some of those Minnesota teams, are they, are there the teams you've played against? Do they have uh, some of their players? Are they committed D1? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it, would it, would it be uh, one player? Two players? What? How many? How many kids on some of those teams that you've played do they have per team that are committed? Um, right off the top of my head, I know there's one from Grand Rapids committed Division One, um, one from Duluth Marshall committed Division One, and then two that two from um, Proctor Hermantown that are that'll be going to Bemidji with me. So, oh, some future teammates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you, yeah. You got a chance to uh, get to know them in the corners. <laughs> yeah <laughs> before before you're made potentially our roommates um well that's good and then and then for your team wisconsin uh you you guys had a great a great fall um i don't know if before, you know, I, I got on late i don't know if you shared that with everyone uh i think you uh brian poshak he he told me that uh you won your league and that was a uh, rare very uncommon he said uh if you wanted to elaborate on that yeah so our U19 team has historically for Team Wisconsin struggled a little bit, um, both playing in Minnesota and just against um, our state teams that we play have to play in our regional teams. So we definitely had a way above average year this year. Um, during the season, we were focused on getting above 500. And obviously, you can see with our schedule, we kind of blew that out of the water. So I think everyone was working really hard. And then once we hit high school, Poshak makes sure that um, we don't lose any steam and we we're still working on stuff that he knows that we need to get better on. We know we need to get better on. So when we come around back in the spring, we're able to win state and hopefully move on to regionals and then nationals after that. So you're, when you get uh, to the state for that, for that, uh, you know, the postseason, uh, what are the teams that you have to play against to get to the regionals? Is it the Madison and Milwaukee? Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you play those teams at all in the fall? Um, yeah, we, we split with, um, the Capitals. We lost one and we won one and then we beat the ads. So. Okay. All right. So you've, you've already seen those teams and then you're, you're, uh, when the WIA season's over, is it the following week after state that you have your, you know, the tier one girls, uh, or the tier one U19 state tournament is the, is it the immediate week following the WIA state tournament? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's that Thursday, Friday or that weekend right after like the award ceremony and state tournament for WIA. OK, so you get to ramp up real quickly then. And then uh, I mean, just because there's a good chance you t you two will be in the state tournament <laughs> at Cap Ice. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. Well, based on the rankings where you're at, I think uh, Berger, they, are they this is they're one and three. Is that correct? Uh, Superior's one and. Fusion R3? Correct. Okay. So there's a real good chance you guys will face each other, or at least end up in, in state. That would be. And then your so you'd have your state for WIA, and then the following week, would the uh, would the Tier 1 be back at Cap Ice, or, or is it a different rink? Um, I believe it's normally in Fond du Lac, but sometimes they do switch it up. Like, during the fall, we played Caps at Cap Ice, and then we played Ads at um a different rank so i don't know for sure where it's at but it's normally in fond du lac yeah look looking at uh the the team wisconsin website it does say march 8th 9th and 10th uh in fond du lac okay okay on an olympic sheet so yeah the big big surface there okay well, good i'm sorry i probably interrupted you bill <laughs> no i was i, I kind of went through all of my stuff um well that's good well, good stuff. Well, I wanted to say thank you to Kendall and to Autumn for taking time with me uh, when we wrote those articles. Uh, I also want to 
so I really, really appreciate that because I know you're busy here during the season. And I don't know, Kendall, I had to call or text you back several times because my computer crashed uh, when we were we had our initial conversation. I also wanted to uh, say thank you to uh, Brian Poshak. Uh, he was very helpful uh, in in uh, for me writing those two articles for you, the player spotlights, along with uh, Coach Cranston uh, at Diffusion. He was very helpful. In fact, I called him during a uh, I think I think he was watching one of the NFL playoff, playoff games, and I interrupted him. So um, I really want to say a special thank you to him. Although I think I don't know if he's a Packers or a Vikings fan living up there on the border, but uh, neither team was in in the play. It was it was not the Packers weren't playing that game. Um, and also, Coach uh, Coach Doug Trenter, as uh, Autumn you referred to, you said Coach Dougie. So you you uh, Coach Dougie, uh, and I think I hit everyone here. I wanted to because it uh, to. To, uh, to write these articles, it takes a lot of uh, input from both of you, but also your coaches were very helpful. So I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for putting those together. Those were super cool. Well, yeah, you're I welcome. It. You're welcome. And, and it's deserving. I mean, you're, uh, you, as uh, I think someone said here on this, on this podcast, it's uh, rare to have, uh, you know, to receive a D1 offer. And you're the two lone two here in the WIA, so I think to spotlight you, you're very worthy of that. Um, and and here this season, you're having a great season. Both of you are. You're one two for points. Um, so clearly, uh, you're having a great season. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so the articles, you're you're exactly what the player spotlight is intended for. Both of you. And next year we'll be interviewing uh, Michaela Ranke. We've determined at this time. She's third in scoring right now, and she's got a year left. Oh, she's a she's an eleventh grader. Yeah. Okay. Autumn's teammate. Oh, another another soup soup player coming up. Okay, that's good. Well, and you know, burglars bias towards superior. Well, of course. Yeah, I don't know. Did you do the uh, do Kendall and Autumn know that you're particularly Autumn? Does she know that you're from Superior? Did you tell her that? Uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't cover that. But, what, well, I guess what, yeah, one question I have to ask anybody who's from Superior is, you're not just from Superior. What part of Superior are you from? Um, I actually live in South Range, which is like 20 minutes outside of Superior in the country. So, Okay, that's where my, my sister yeah. lives, down uh, a stone's throw from the Patterson Golf Course. Okay. Yep. I'm out that way too. So. Okay. I, I was a Billings Parker. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cause everybody had, I mean, your neighborhoods are very pronounced and distinct and superior. Yes. Everybody, everybody plays for their neighborhood first. That, that's how you get started. Well, Bergie, that was so long ago. Do they have automobiles or how did you get around? <laughs> yeah. The there, there were little bridges over <laughs> the train tracks. Cause yeah, I mean, Billings part, well, depending on, where which where you like Billings Park is either the wrong side of the tracks or the right side of the tracks, you know, depending on your, your perspective. Well, moving on to you know, you guys have both made D1 commits. Um what do you expect to see your your freshman year? Um uh, moving on to college. Obviously, you're the you know top two players in the state right now, but once you move into college, you'll be you'll be freshman again, you'll be you know, sort of at the bottom of the pack all over again. It's a position you haven't been in in a while. Um, personally, for me, I I know I'm going to go in there and Molly played defense, so I'm going to try to soak up any information I can get for her. Um, playing against top competition, I'm not expecting to go in there and, like, skate around a bunch of people. I just want to sit down, learn a little bit, try to make my presence felt as much as I can at as a freshman and just continue to grow through my four years there. Yeah, for me, I just I know the intensity and the pace is definitely going to be upped. So like Kendall said, just try to get as much out of every opportunity that we're given and work hard when given it and see where we end up in the lineup and work with what we got and keep grinding. So I, I think Kendall used that that same line in uh, on, in the profile that that Matt did. It immediately brought to mind my favorite uh, baseball movie. Uh, Bull Durham, and you just go out there and you announce your presence with authority. So you both have put, 
I, I know, Kendall, you played against the Sabres because uh, being in the same conference. Have you gotten to talk to their head coach at all uh, since she played uh, hockey out east in college? Uh, no, I didn't get any um, any talk to her. She she wasn't too fond of me, I don't think, during our game. So I just tried to stay away from her a little bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else for either of these ladies or we can let them get back to their, their normal life? We've tied them up for almost a half an hour now. Let them go. They got school tomorrow. Well, I appreciate I appreciate we appreciate you taking time to talk with us. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Hope to see you down in hope to see you both down in Madison and continued success with with Team Wisconsin after that. Thank you. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It was a pleasure. Have a good night. Although your your arm had to be twisted, I understand. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming then. Um, oh, I'm going to do the players of the week. Okay. Uh, for the boys' side, from Avery, we have a forward, Vincent Green, on Tuesday in an eight to three win over the Northwest Iceman. He had two goals and three assists on Friday in a six to three win over Black River Falls. Uh, two goals and three assists also. And in on Saturday, in a two-to-one win over RWD, he had an assist. So easily taking part in, what, almost two-thirds of his team's scoring uh, for the week. Vincent Green from Amory is our best Western Premier Park Hotel player of the week. On the girls' side... Um, Emilia Schultz, a goalie from Western Wisconsin. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. It had, uh, yeah. Um, she had 21 saves and three goals allowed in a 5 to 3 winner of Chippewa Falls. Uh, 14 save shutout in a 6 nothing win over Madison Metro Lynx and a 10 save shutout in the 6 one No. 10 saves in a 6-1 win over... Oh, she had 10 saves. She only played the first two periods of that game. They let the backup play the third period, and the backup gave a goal. That's why it was a shutout, but not a shutout. Okay, got it. Uh, Amelia Schultz, goaltender, Western Wisconsin Stars, our best Western Premier Park Hotel player of the week on the girls' side. Uh, some Oh, dang, I jumped right over the games of the week. Um, you go out of order. Well, I, I already did. Uh, yeah, games of the week. Uh, Dell, you had the girls' game. Well, I got to take the back roads on over to Verocla, uh, to watch Beaver Dam, uh, play Verocla, and Beaver Dam jumped off to the early lead in the 55 seconds into the first period and never relinquished the lead after that. Uh, they put a, up two goals in the first period and then another two goals in the second. And then nobody scored in the third. The, the fun part for that night was uh, I actually took my photos uh, between the second and third period from the Baroqua players bench. And interesting conversations going on. Uh, one of the players sat there and basically informed me how old I am. <laughs> and <laughs> and but, but uh you know what it's like uh being on the bench and you know from having coached and everything. And it's it's just a different feeling and it was it was something that I didn't realize how much I missed until I was back there, you know, and corresponding a little bit with the players throughout the game. And trying not to be a distraction on the bench, but they were constantly talking to their coach about, okay, what can I do out here to improve at this thing, and uh, how was that shift? Always looking for the feedback, whether it be you know constructive criticism coming or explaining to them what they did well. Yeah, I always enjoyed it when I was when I was roughing. Um, 
well, you know, the the bench is usually right by the blue line. So if you're the the, the ref on the, on the blue line, you hear a lot of stuff coming from the bench, and I'd hear the weirdest things. You know, these two the, these two guys were talking. Yeah, let's dump and chase. Dump and chase. Yes, yeah. I don't mind the dump the dumping. I just don't like all that chasing. Anyway, um, Bill, you kind of. We kind of got mixed up a little bit in uh, choosing the Fox River Classic Conference Championship as our game of the week, a game that was being played at the the same time as the uh, Packers divisional playoff game. So uh, we didn't really want to go. So you you streamed it? I did. I streamed it on NEW Sports Radio, uh, Voice of DP on Twitter. Uh, They do an excellent job. I've watched many games on their channel over the last few years obviously all bayport games um <clears throat> bayport had beaten notre dame earlier this year uh their first beat time they've beaten notre dame since 2017 i believe they said at the time uh but they've played them tougher than just about everybody else in the state in that time and uh, this time they met for the the championship of the fox river classic conference um first period notre dame was all over it uh, they outshot them 19 to 10 but at the end of the period, it was Bayport that had a 2-0 lead. Uh, the first one, just uh, Bayport flipped the puck up high off the glass and out of their zone. And Cameron uh, Hovden picked it up and headed into the zone. And uh, the, the the Triton defense got back and broke it up really quick, forced him to the to the far side boards. He got it down to the corner to, to Mason Spetcher. And Spetcher just kind of fired it out front of the net and Connor Tignall uh, everybody on Notre Dame just kind of forgot he was out there and he was alone in front of the net, knocked it in for a one Oh lead just five minutes in. Uh, then later in the period, uh, will Lyons uh, break out up the middle to Adrian Vilna uh, who needs to buy a vowel in his name. Cause it starts with VLN uh, breakout pass from him. And uh, he kind of fumbled it right in the, right at the center ice dot. He was surrounded by three Triton players and just a, a little shoulder move, and all of a sudden, he was the only one going in on uh, <clears throat> the Leighton Jaschke, the Triton goalie. Uh, he put it up over the blocker side to give them that 2-0 lead. And then they just kind of held on. Notre Dame or Bayport came out stronger in the second period. I think they took the first five shots of the period, but even in that period, the shots ended up 8-6 in Notre Dame's favor. And then the third period, a uh, little more even as there were a couple penalties, but Notre Dame still outshot them 11-7. Uh, making it 38 to 23 on the game, but uh, one power play goal by Andrew Osterman was all that Notre Dame was able to score on uh, Devin Russley, who's had obviously this is his third very good season as the starter for Bayport. Um, Bayport is very content to let teams shoot from outside um, and clean up the front of the net. Uh, they're very confident in Russley back there. So if you want to fire shots from outside or bad angles, they're just going to let you do it, and they're going to clean up the house in front of the net. So you're gonna you're gonna, you put some shots on them, but you're not going to get many goals. And with that, Bayport won the Fox River Classic Conference. Uh, the last time they won was the 2015-2016 season, and I don't know if they default to be the victor um, in the 2017-2018 season when Notre Dame had all their wins vacated by the WIAA. Uh, I don't know how that works, but otherwise it's been all Notre Dame for a long time in the FRCC. Yeah, I, I have to get back here. Um, when we, we had our guests at the beginning and, and Matt Carey was not, uh, had not figured out how to, how to connect with us yet. So we kind of skipped his introduction. Uh, but if you're a regular reader of the website, and I know there are, you know, a, at least a couple dozen of you out there. There are um, you, you've seen uh, Matt Carey. We gave him his own little section, uh, yours for hockey, and he's been providing some very interesting reading um, to us. Uh, and thank you for that, Matt. Why don't you want you to? Well, and I also have to tell our, our regular, you know, listeners stuff that you know we're secretly, you know, trying to recruit Matt to join us here at Wisconsin Prep Hockey instead of just being a guest all the time. Um, but anyway. You want to give us a little bit of information about yourself there, Matt? Well, good. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoy writing these articles. I don't know how long I've been doing it, uh, maybe for, uh, a couple of years, but probably not 
uh, as the frequency uh, as it really increased maybe in the last year. So I've written a lot of articles, but uh, the two girls that were on tonight, they're part of the a new series that I intend to do called the player spot uh, spotlight. Uh, and then, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I started the influencers. Um, and that's going to be about people that have had a, you know, a significant impact on hockey they're, they're and they're from Wisconsin. Uh, so those are two series. And then I've got a few articles in the works right now. Uh, one, hopefully with, uh, insights, uh, from a junior, uh, a junior scout, uh, just to have uh, that perspective for parents and players. But my background, I grew up in Wisconsin. I played hockey in Sun Prairie. Uh, I was a goalie. Um, and it feels like a, a lifetime ago. <laughs> and it really was. Um, and, uh, and I've been on different coaching staffs on high schools, coached youth hockey, uh, was Cal Roadhouse's assistant at university school. I uh, was an assistant at West for under uh, Lee Skilly and also Stoughton under Matt Walsh. Um, and I started Team Wisconsin and did that for a handful of years. And um, I did move away uh, to Colorado for about 10 years, and I'm back now, back home. It was a good extended vacation. <laughs> it's one way to look at it, uh, to, to move out to Colorado. But I'm back here, and I really enjoy it. And I love high school hockey, um, and that's why I do it. I love the, the high school hockey and uh, just hockey in general. But uh, the, the high school hockey is special to me because it was really important to me growing up. And uh, it's just my way to give back. And, and I think that uh, for some of these articles, you know, like on those on uh, Kendall and Autumn, you know, I think it's important to highlight them because it's just a, it's a really special accomplishment for them, you know, to lead the state in points and also go receive a, a scholarship offers. I think that's special. So is that good enough? Or do you, yeah. Is that a- yeah. I, and I've, I, I, Matt and I first met back in what it would have been the summer of 2000, um, which Matt said he's, he he start, started Team Wisconsin and uh, <clears throat> my other son that's that's not Bill um, Bill's younger brother was was on team was a goalie on Team Wisconsin and and Matt tried his best to 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 coach him somewhat. <laughs> well, he was a good goalie, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, he did a good he was a good goaltender. So um, he was a goalie though. So, uh, so if, uh, if you, if you know what that means, but yes, he, 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 he still is yeah, <laughs> still, um, but no, he was a good goaltender and we had a good team and, and we, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, he was on the team with, uh, we had Evan Salmala was, I think the first, uh, Mr. player of the Mr. year, Mr. Yeah, hockey, yep. Mr. Hockey. Yeah. The yeah. first Mr. Hockey. And, uh, we beat the chill to go to to nationals and that was the first nationals for team Wisconsin and your son was the goalie out there. And, and we, we steamrolled the teams out at nationals. Um, and then we ran into uh, a kid, Jordan Murphy. I'll never forget the name because we, we outplayed him and uh, we just couldn't get the puck. And I think, and if I remember correctly, Joe Pavelski actually had a penalty shot He did uh, in that game. Yeah. And we, we still couldn't score. So we got knocked out by, a hot goaltender, but uh, it really put us on the map. I think Wisconsin in general, uh, because when we got out there, uh, a lot of those teams didn't have much. They didn't think much of us. And then our first game in that nationals, we played the Eastern mass senators and they already had a handful of kids that were committed D one. And most people thought that we were, uh, we were going to get beat, uh, beaten easily. And uh, we physically dominated them. And that was our game one. We, and, and that really, we were really the talk of the tournament. Um, so, uh, you know, just, uh, the early success of team Wisconsin, I think really, um, really helped put the program, but also, you know, the spotlight for scouts to come into Wisconsin, because, um, I think prior to that, you know, I mean, uh, people go to Minnesota or they would go, uh, to, to AAA, which was starting to gain traction, all the AAA programs, even in Wisconsin, but, uh, the team Wisconsin really helped. Uh, I think I think helps strengthen the high school hockey in addition just to hockey in general. Right. It 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 proved that you don't have to go and join, you know, give up your high school uh team and go to play on one of those triple A teams or go play on a minor junior team in order in order to advance. You'd get the same opportunities on Team Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. 
and, and the one thing it really does is just provides an additional option uh, because that's really what you're trying to do because each family will make the decision on what they want to do. But I mean, now with the team Wisconsin and, and when we were those first few years, it was actually U 17 and a half. So if you look at it, we won a national championship in 2002. That was the final year of the, of that age classification. Now it's U eight, you know, it's 18. There's an 18 and a 16, but back then there was a 17 and a half and then it went down to 14, but now you have an 18, 16. Um, but you're right. You make a great point because now the kids, I mean, you can play in team Wisconsin, particularly if you play in that elite league and you're playing it, it, the, the best hockey uh, until you get to juniors, really, um, in that elite league. And, uh, you know, you know in the, we're fortunate because it's, it's particularly the kids that live, you know, in western Wisconsin because most of the games are over in the cities and they don't have to drive very far to get to what would be the best hockey, in my opinion, um, prior to going to juniors. Yeah, and I thought it was just a, a ploy, but, I mean, on, on that team when, when Bob played – there were probably about half the kids that played a fall sport. Um, some of them played football, some of them played soccer, but I mean, they were able to play their fall sport for their high school and still play in the fall uh, schedule of the, the, the team Wisconsin before portion. Yeah. Well, that was by design, really. I really wanted to make sure that the kids uh, didn't have to make an either or decision so that they could do both. Um, so we always kept a few extra kids on the roster that could play in the fall. But then when you got to the springtime, you had to you had to uh, cut the roster down to the USA Hockey 20. But we always had more than that in the fall because you're right. There were kids that were well, we had some kids. I remember Nick Sirota. I mean, he I remember driving <laughs> on a Saturday up to uh, to Greenheck up there in Schofield and reading an article. I mean, he, he scored a touchdown every way you can. I mean, he played both ways, punt return, kick return. He did kickoffs. He ran the ball. He did, he did everything. So, and I was, I was shocked, really, truly impressed with some of those kids. I mean, that they would play, I mean, a very, I mean, both ways in football, very physically demanding. And then they would show up and they play two or three games uh, on the weekend after, you know, the, the, the playing football. Beaver Dam, right? Beaver Dam. Yeah. That, yeah. that he was, it was a tough cookie. <laughs> we had we had some really exceptional athletes. You know, uh, Adam Burrish. You know, he he was a an elite soccer player too, uh, all city and heck of a player. So um, quite a few of those kids were. Okay, so now we got that introduction and stuff out of the way, and back to regular business. Bill, why don't you tell us if there's been any movement in the top sixes? <laughs> Sure thing. Uh, Division two, top six. The top three are the same. New Richmond, Oregon, Amory. Uh, New Richmond and Oregon are still splitting the first place votes. Uh, St. Mary Springs moves up to fourth. Uh, they were sixth last week. Tomahawk is still fifth. And River Falls moved down to sixth. They were fourth last week. Also receiving votes in Division two were Lakeland, Menominee, and Monona Grove. Uh, for the girls... Uh, Superior is still number one. Central Wisconsin still two. St. Croix Valley still three. Bay Area, Hayward, and Hudson are still four, five, and six. Uh, no movement on the girls this week. Uh, also receiving votes were the Warbirds and Western Wisconsin. And then in Division One, uh, Spash is still unanimous number one. Chippewa Falls, Bayport, Eau Claire Memorial are still two, three, and four. Uh, Edgewood moved up to fifth, and Brookfield dropped down to sixth. And then also receiving votes this week were Hudson and Notre Dame. Not a lot of movement this week. <clears throat> no, you get you get this far into the season, and you got a pretty good idea of who is who. Uh, okay, upcoming games of the week. Dell, what are you going to do on Friday? Friday, I'm going to make the. Trip on over to Heartland and catch Medford at Arrowhead. And that will actually mean I will have seen 20 of the 27 teams play in person after that evening. And my goal is to see the last seven by February 10th. So for those of you that missed the his announcement before the season started, this is Dell's last season with Wisconsin Prep Hockey. He's retiring from the biz. Uh, and his goal for this year is to see all 27 girls teams live. His farewell tour. And then uh, the boys game of the week. 
Um, we don't normally, we, I mean, last week we accidentally, you know, had a game that we didn't actually go to. We just watched it streaming. Um, but that was because of, you know, circumstances. But this week we're actually picking a game that we know we can't get to because it's somewhere over by the Twin Cities on Friday night at 7.30 and none of us can really get over there by then. Um, but Somerset and New Richmond will be playing each other in, they're calling it the Winter Classic. It is a, it is an outdoor game. I'm trying to pull it up here. We Hastings, Minnesota. Yes, at the United Hero, the the rank the United Heroes League rank, uh, Shields United Heroes rank. Proceeds of the game will go directly to the United Heroes League. The United Heroes League works to provide sports equipment, offers sports camps, subsidizes association fees, and distributes sporting event tickets and special experiences to military children. So, a good cause, uh, Somerset and New Richmond playing in Hastings on a, looks like a nice setup they got. Well, yeah, well, there's a little bit of bleachers over on the side there, but not a whole lot of seating. Um, But over there in Hastings, Minnesota, outdoor game. Uh, What's the forecast for Hastings, Minnesota for Friday? Hopefully it's not raining. Oh, we're supposed to get rain here late in the week. Friday, no rain, but it's going to be kind of warm. Good thing they got that compressor under the ice there. It is a refrigerated outdoor rink. It's not purely nature. Okay, time for final thoughts. Um, well, first, MJ is, you know, in Janesville trying to convince the city council to vote yes on their new rink plan. So, you know, if he got up and spoke... That probably hurts their chances, but if he you know, <laughs> was just there lending his support, you know, in spirit, then you know it's probably okay. How big was that rink supposed to be? I don't think I don't think it was big enough for the. I don't think it was like four or five thousand. No, seating, was it? Big. No, it's not that okay. Big. All right, Dell, you got any questions for Matt? <clears throat> like you know, well, is he going to replace you or? Well, I think he's. I I think that it's a. Very high upgrade. He comes in in place of me and stuff, and you know he knows he better at asking the questions of the players and coaches. And I think the articles would be a, a vast improvement if he covers the, any of the games. Well, you know, we're trying to sucker Matt into it, but he hasn't agreed to anything yet. So. No, but he 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 did he did say the same thing that that well that that Trasher and I said way back when we started this we just like high school hockey um i tell people that well what do you do up there well during the summer i golf during the winter i go to high school hockey games yeah i, I actually in the car a couple of weeks ago burglar and i were going up to lakeland to see the tomahawk in lakeland game and you know i pointed out you know trasher retired a couple of years ago from wisconsin pro hockey dell is retiring this year you know, burglar is 66 now. I asked, you know, how much longer are you going to do this? And he said, well, this is my winter hobby. And uh, he did not indicate that any retirement from Wisconsin prep hockey was on the horizon. No, I, I, I don't I don't know what I would do all winter if it wasn't, you know, high school hockey. Well, I mean, and, the, Packers and, only, the Packers only take one day a week. Well, and, and see, that's where. With me doing my bikers against child abuse, that keeps me busy year round, and so I, I go. Even if we're not on the bikes, we still have abused children that we have to visit and set up meetings with and things like that. So, and I I'm constantly busy with that. I was just down in Houston for an international conference on that line, and I I keep getting myself busier with it. <laughs> Well, if anything, I'm going to have more time in a couple of years when I actually get to, you know, quit my day job. Uh, but, but you know, the lovely Mrs. Berg isn't ready to let me do that yet. So, Matt, anything else you want to tell us? Any? No, I, 
Any well, upcoming articles you got? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned I, I've, uh, well, there's a J.J. Marthaler article that I'll have to you probably Thursday. Um, essentially, it's done. I just don't want to get it posted now because the games that he plays in in Korea aren't till Saturday. Um, oh, I meant to ask. Yeah, I I heard a couple of the, what, what the Junior Olympics or something. Yeah, the Youth Olympics. I have an article Youth on Olympics. that. Yeah, I interviewed him and uh, similar format I did with Kendall and Autumn. And then uh, when he was here in, in Chippewa, I got a photo of him and his and his parents, really nice people. Um, and then have some good photos and have a good article. Uh, that it, it's a couple days away. Uh, I could we could probably, I mean it's probably ready now. But truthfully, I think it's uh, the timing makes sense to have it in the latter part of this week since he doesn't begin playing games until Saturday. I think it would be um, so that 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 one's ready. And then. Uh, and then I have in my mind working around some articles uh, to do, but uh, the JJ Marthaler article is is this week. So I, I can I can assume that he's the only Wisconsin player on that team. Well, yeah, and you'll see in the article that there's four. This is the fourth uh, Winter Youth Olympics, and every year there's been just one one player from Wisconsin uh, that has been on it. JJ's the only one. Um, uh, so they're they're all uh, I don't know what year in high school they are but they're all the same birth year so they're 08s um i think everyone on the team's an 08 they're from all over the country minnesota has a handful and then there's michigan they're, they're from all over the country but jj's the only one from wisconsin so it's an honor i mean and if you yeah. see when you read the article you'll see the the former the past wisconsin kids that have been in there and uh he's amongst some elite company of wisconsinites that have been in this youth olympics so is is well not not to promote the the youth Olympics necessarily, but is there a way to watch that? Yeah, I put it in the article. Um, I just took it from the USA Hockey web, the website. There's a it says streaming, so okay. I, I haven't tried it, and I hopefully I put in the correct times because <laughs> the time zone. Well, I mean, it's, uh, well, if it's in Korea, they're like it's nine. during the overnight. Yeah, uh, no, some Tomorrow. of the, yeah, I don't even I don't even know. I got confused looking on trying to figure it out, but I, I put times on there and then a link to uh, where USA hockey said you could stream the games. And that's why I think it makes sense. We'll get that posted here in the latter part of this week, just a day or two before the actual, the actual games. Pretty cool. Okay. I, I, what I didn't know is that, uh, you know, you could be gone that long was, which I wasn't certain of with the, uh, the WIA cause they have some rules on, you know, in season, but obviously because it's a, a USA hockey event and, and uh, part of a Olympics for, for youth. I'm sure that there was probably some exceptions made. Yeah. They first, I know in the past, I don't know, four or five years, there have been uh, high school players who had an opportunity to play, you know, something else during the middle of the season. And I know at first the WIA, WIAA was holding firm that, you know, once they played, somewhere else they were done with their high school team. But I think enough people made enough stink that this is like, you know, a huge opportunity and an honor to, you know, to represent your country and stuff. And yeah, you, you, you don't take away their, their eligibility for that. And I think they've kind of softened their stance a little bit. Yeah. Which is good because I mean, it'd be a parallel to the, the NCAA, the world juniors just occurred. And I mean, those kids that are, you know, the Badgers, the Gophers, you know, they're, they're NCAA players and they take off to go to the, uh, the world juniors for a couple of weeks. So, you know, there's a, a parallel there and it makes sense for the WIA to do that. So, I mean, it, it's like anything else with the WIA. The first answer is always to throw the rule book at you and say that it is written in stone and unbendable. <clears throat> and then you just keep pestering them until they bend. Yeah. And in this case, I think your dad makes a good point. I mean, it's just, there's probably enough people that uh, pushback and it's just, I mean, it's, it's just, it's the, it's the right thing to do to let a kid go play in some event like this, you know, represent your country, put your country, you know, put the USA Jersey on. That's, that's, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I believe 08s are sophomores. Yeah, we have, uh, there are some 07s I've seen on some rosters that are, that are on you know, sophomores as well. It's, but yeah, I think probably 08 would be the most common. And so my guess is that, this is also probably a look for the NTDP. It's just my speculation. No one told me that, but you're taking a group of 08s that are sophomores 
it's probably their first look, an extended look to see who they might take uh, for their national team development program. Well, yeah, they'd be silly not to not to go watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I know we're about ready to uh, wind it down, but appreciate being a guest here. And uh, thank you for everything you guys do. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, and your your articles are very popular this season. Uh, you might be the the first contributor to unseat Dan Bauer <laughs> as the most popular contributor. People people love Dan. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. Even, even though he's kind of lost lost his way, and his last couple articles have been about football. Well, they're about sport culture in general because sports culture is. Kind of back ass words sometimes. Okay. Uh Dell, you got anything else? Uh the reminder about the Hobie Baker awards. I, I see that uh Jim Hayes sent out his emails to the coaches reminding them that the their nominees have to be in by February sixth. Has he gotten any yet? Or didn't he say? Uh, he, he I didn't see anything from him. I'll send him an email tomorrow and ask. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's something we encourage all the coaches to do. Nominate somebody. Got to be somebody in your team that's a good kid. Uh, remind every all the coaches out there that the unsung hero nominations. Uh, Junior and I sent out the emails requesting you guys to start working on those, and you can start turning them in anytime. Uh, did we put the date as February eighteenth, Junior? I believe so. But sooner's better than later. Does the nomination for the Hobie Baker, does that have to come from a member of the coaching staff? Uh, I That's the way it's always been, is, is he sends it out to the coaching staff, and it's just a senior on their team that, you know, reflects the characteristics of the Hobie Baker. And, and so, you know, it's got to be a senior. But all our teams have seniors on them, and I'm sure you got at least one senior that reflects those characteristics and, you know, is a, a good person to nominate for those awards. And it'd be great to see a hundred percent participation. Uh, Jim Hayes says that Wisconsin's probably about the highest in participation of it as it is over the past few years. All right. That's it. Oh, uh, yes. All right. So, that's it for us. Thank you, Matt Carey, for joining us. Uh, thanks again to Autumn Cooper and Kendall Sunby. Uh, wishing them continued success this year. And for Del Scanlon and Bill II, uh, this is old Bill Berg uh, saying, uh, keep your stick on the ice, and we'll see you again next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.